I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hello, I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And I'm Valerie Juarez. And today we are uh, covering Paranorman by Studio Leica. Uh, not a traditionally animated feature, but it is... Um, very appropriate for our spooky season. Spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what we watched today. Um, it is, well, um, let's let's get into our, our initial impressions. Um, how about, Valerie, can you give us, without spoilers, a brief description of, of what this, what happens in this movie? Uh, let's see. It follows, uh, Norman, a kid who is ostracized because he can see ghosts, uh, and his, um, his quest to, uh, stop the witch's curse of his town. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. 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 And there's zombies. Yes, there are zombies. That's part of the curse. Zombies, witches, and ghosts. Yes. Um, so without getting into spoilers and just initial reactions, what'd you all think about it? Um, I th- had, had you seen it before, Mom? I had. I didn't remember that okay. I had. And then yes, Valor I and I had definitely seen it. We, we love this movie. Um, but yeah, what you, you tell us first, Mom, what did you think about it? Super fun. Just, just a lot of fun. And I'm not a big spooky, spooky movie person, but just a lot of fun. And also, uh, you know, I think we could also say it's a, it's kind of your, the sad story of a, of a child being bullied, but then finding friendship with another child that's being bullied. So that was a nice theme in this too. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought it was a lot of fun. And even, in fact, the, because of the claymation, isn't it claymation? Or um, kind of a combination? Not, I don't think it's claymation, but, it's, kind of, but it's stop motion animation. Okay, stop motion. But because it's... It's so cute with so many things that happen. The theme is really fairly scary. I mean, again, a lot of zombies, and and I would not be able to watch if this was like a live action or whatever. I would not have enjoyed it, but it was just... It feels like it would be difficult to make the zombies... It felt like it would have been difficult to do what this movie did with the zombies were it to be live action. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I so but because of the way it was done, it was just a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um no, I love this movie. It uh looks gorgeous. It um sounds like the the sound effects that they use really work with the mood. Uh the story is great. I I love it. Definitely recommend. Yes. Same. Yeah. yeah. I this is probably my favorite like a movie. Uh yeah, I love this movie. And it made it extra fun me me watching it with you all. So I yeah. just think it's it's fun fun family movie. Yes, agreed. Um all right. Well, let's get specific. So, um this is not a traditionally animated movie as I mentioned. This is stop motion animation. What did we think about the animation? Um, I love it. Um, it's really cool to see, uh, the movement and stuff that they get, that they get with the animation and realizing that it's like somebody moving things like, like fractions of centimeters and just like taking a picture and like with their hair, with dresses, anything with water or smoke type effects. It's really cool. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely, uh, 
cool to think about it that way and then just generally pleasing to watch the character designs were uh interesting and yeah it's good yeah no i i agree one of the things that i liked is that the the design of the characters there was a whole lot of very varied body types and facial types and stuff for both the women and the men mm-hmm. you see in animation a lot of times there's variation for men not so much for for women uh and this and especially not just in the there's just a lot of different types of bodies of people in this which was really nice it felt like actual people in that sense mm-hmm. yeah. well th- th- for lack of a better word they were all very unattractive by by our human whatever yeah. standards <laughs> all of them in fact that to me the cutest character uh was wait what yeah, Norman? The, Norman, thank you. I want to say Marvin, and I knew that was no. right. Yeah, sorry. Was Norman, um, again, he was the, the most physically, I mean, attractive, you know, cute little thing. Everyone else, again, <clears throat> head shapes, body shapes were very strange. Uh, I mean, you know, they were variations, obviously, of human shapes. But again, because everyone was, uh, you know, equally unattractive, it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one way to put it. Yeah. No, I mean, you could, you could, uh, their skin wasn't perfectly one color. There's yeah. like color to their cheeks. And I think in uh, the early scene with the sister and, uh, oh, whenever, whenever Norman brought up that she had a picture of a uh, oh, uh, guy with the, on his right. shirt and in her underwear drawer, like, I think you could, you could see her blush and that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. good. Yes. Um, oh, I really liked, um, there's there's a scene where he's kind of having some paranormal stuff happen to him in a bathroom stall. Mm. There's some really Ooh. fun animation in that with, like, especially the tiles on the wall, kind of. Yes. like yeah, Yeah, and just everything that was, I yeah. noted that, too. Like, the, the uh, tiles, but also the toilet paper, like, it getting... Uh, spun out and thrown up and then falling down. Yeah. Like, again, technically, it, it's cool. Yeah. It, it looks great. And it's it's a little more subtle, but I also liked how, because these are real physical things, it's easier to have light work in a real way. And Norman's ears were big enough that like you could see the light through it, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like you might actually see it at a, with a real ear in the right angle and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I also really like the way, uh, of course, they they were green, but but the gaseous forms of the uh, the ghosts that Norman could see, and then you know his yeah. you know his grandmother and, and and his interactions because they were so well done as yes. well. Just really, yeah. Yeah, the character designs, like the grandma was adorable. Yes. I loved her, her hair. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good, it's good. Do you guys think, and we kind of already mentioned, but do you think this would have worked as well in live action? Um. So, yeah, you mentioned the zombies being, would be too scary. The uh, I was trying to think of, of movies that had, like... Uh, relatable comedic type zombies and the only thing i can think of right now is hocus pocus mm. so i think maybe if you did something like that you could probably get the the um the theme or the the feeling similar yeah. in a live action um movie i don't think you could be they kind of they have them be fairly grotesque 
in a way that if it were actually live action, I don't think you, because like thinking of Hocus Pocus, he's not that gross looking, you know? And I I think if you go too gross when it looks realistic, then it's going to be hard to actually. There would be a balance there, but they, they did the bit where he had to like cut his lip, cut the things that sewed his lip together, which is kind of. Yeah. Off-putting, but, but it ho- wasn't... Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't completely disgusting. So so I think you could probably... You could get close to it, but yeah, you'd have to to uh, remove some of the more body comedic things, I Sure. And the only thing that I can think of that comes close... I don't know if you all ever saw this, but I used to watch a lot of Disney with you sure. all. Uh, and Halloween Town. I've, I know I saw it, but I don't remember it very well. I watched it a lot, well, but, but yes. I, I'm not sure specifically. Yeah, they, I mean, they had some even skeletal char- characters and things like that that normally, again, like would be skeletons kind of are easier to do, To though. not be at... No, exactly. And I don't remember... the gross, drooping flesh and stuff. Yeah, yeah and I don't remember how many zombies or if they had zombies. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't just remember, remember again, I'm not a scary type person that kind of thing bothers me and i i was off put some with halloween town but then you just got into the character some and then it wasn't too bad yeah yeah. but again i just think this was this was a great medium and and a good choice for this and and it made it again it it allowed me to just really get into the story and the story you know the line of the characters and not be so off put with it Mm -hmm. with the scary factors and the the zombie well let's get into the actual story then um yeah, what did without getting into spoiler territory? Um, I guess I'll say up front. I think a lot of this podcast episode is probably going to be spoiler territory because there's just a lot of twists and turns along the this this movie's kind of a bit of a roller coaster ride plot wise. So there's a lot that we're going to kind of save for the spoiler section. Um, but without getting into spoilers, yeah, what did what y'all think about about the story and? I don't know, the pacing and everything. Um, mostly focusing on story, and then we'll get into characters. The, the story was, was great. Um, I, you know, love watching it. One of the main reasons is because the story is so good. Yes. Um, the characters are, are flawed, but not irredeemable. Nothing's, uh, like, bad things do happen, and that kind of leans into spoiler territory, so I won't say specifics. But uh, there's, like, remorse and, like, realizing that... that things uh like they did bad things and and uh taking responsibility for their actions yeah um so i i think um the yeah there you mentioned that there was a storyline about it's uh bullies so i think that um how they handle that is 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 um i don't know not not just like good but yeah it's it's it's, nu- it's, it's nuanced handled well. i guess yeah, yeah. nuanced yes. good good point also kind of Going back quickly, touching on the fact of if, if this would transfer to live action, I think because the father looks so ridiculous <laughs> with his tiny head and huge body to me. Tiny legs, uh, too. Tiny legs, too. Um, I would have just almost hated him, how he treated Norman, you know, or, or his not respecting that the relationship that Norman still had with his grandmother and, you know, him wanting just to get over the fact she's dead. Uh, even though, you know, it, it would have bothered me more. Yeah. It, be, but because of, you know, this this medium. But again, Norman was so endearing. I just loved yes. him so much. He was such a strong little character. But my heart, it, it, it was such a nuanced story that my heart just was just hurting for him so much of the movie initially. And yeah. then, then it was so nice him, him you know, the Do other... Do you have any other characters that you really 
attached to really I really liked Fonda. I really liked his friend and then Neil. the grandmother. Yeah. I think those were those three were my favorites. Yeah. How about you? Uh no, I mean those those were the the most likable, I would say. His sister Courtney. Neil is so likable. Uh, yeah. And his sister Courtney That's is true. like uh, just stereotypical teen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she she has a turn where she's she gets better. She gets really good, actually. And she's also just funny. Yeah. Throughout. No, yeah, yeah, oh, she's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. She is. Uh, she is. Alvin's annoying, but, you know. I, uh, Mitch is pretty funny. Yeah. He, he's is that the brother? Is yeah, he's, yeah, he's dumb, but he just, there'll be just some small little lines yeah. in the background and stuff, but he's just... Yeah. I also really liked Salma, uh, the, yes. the girl that was at the school, and I wish that she had a bigger role. Oh, she was such she a is. snot, but I yes. liked her a lot. Yeah, her, her, like, eye rolls were so good. Yeah. Yeah, her design was fun, too. Like, her unibrow, I liked it. <laughs> let's, um, since we're already talking about characters, let's also bring in, like, talking about voice actors. Mm-hmm. I really liked um, Mrs. Hincher, who is voiced by Alex Bornstein. Yeah, um, the, uh, she's... Pete, the, the one directing the play. Yes, she was so dramatic. Um, Alex Bornstein, you know from... She was the heart player in Gilmore Girls, but more prominently, oh. um, Miss Maisel... Oh. She's the um, manager. Manager. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I did not know that. Okay, and her yeah. character was so off-putting. I mean, you just like you just like almost hated her. Well, just because I never she really just, hated her because she I was just so her, dramatic. Just, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's the it's the like my identity is this play yeah. or whatever. Like, and so they over the top. they emphasize that with like they had this sign about the play and her name was the biggest thing. Yeah, it was yeah. like That's true. this is the play directed by like in her name and so like <laughs> so it's just like really pretentious. Yes, yes. Oh. Um I also like John Goodman's character He's the, the uncle. The uncle. Yes. So gross. So gross. They, <laughs> He's they gross, made but him John so Goodman gross. does a great job. Yes. I like whatever they did with his beard. It was looked it looked funny. And his it was teeth gross and but it everything. Oh, is it a spoiler for for like the scene where he gets the book? No, and body, no. Oh, and then then his body then his uncle's body falls on him and his, yeah. his tongue flaps he, out he, of his mouth. He dies. Oh, it was so he dies. Gross. So there's a whole scene where, where like early in the movie. So there's this whole scene where Norman's trying to get this book out of the rigor mortis corpse and it's <laughs> you know, it's played for comedy, which yeah. is an interesting move to have a whole comedic scene with a corpse in, yeah. the, in a movie but yeah at one point it falls on him and then the tongue just lolls out it's so gross <laughs> that reminded me of another of one really funny line that i'm not sure if they put in the televised uh showings i don't remember it exactly but uh uh the uncle's ghost it is is making Norman. So so the uncle has been tasked with stopping this curse. Yes. But he dies. So it now, and it's a yearly thing that he has to do. Yes. So he's passing the the responsibility on to Norman. Uh, and so he's like, you know, swear to me. And and Norman's like, you mean like the f word? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny. The, there's like. There's, I've got several really good lines thrown uh, down. For I wanted to ask, is the that so Alvin thing? Is that a so Raven reference, or that's just like how he talks about it? I, I don't know. I think it, it. 
uh, I think it might kind of be like the trying to make a thing happen. Yeah, when, yeah. Like trying really hard. So. I like the don't make me throw this hummus. It's spicy. Oh, yeah. I know. That was great. <laughs> he was run over by an animal rescue van. Tragic and ironic about Neil's dog that died. Yeah, they had a lot of that kind of ironic comedy that I enjoyed. And D.E.D. Dead. Is that where this comes from? I guess it's probably a fairly easy joke to make. Yeah. But we say that sometimes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and um, the part where Courtney's like, I just knew something like this was going to happen tonight, yelling at Norman. And yeah. then um, Mitch, Mitch uh, was like, you did? That zombie bit really threw me. <laughs> <laughs> there are some really good one-liners There really here. is. Uh, the, the, what, what is the bully's name? Um, yeah, Alvin. Alvin. Okay, yeah, yeah. so Alvin. Again, he he is so off-putting looking. But like, <laughs> what what is it? Is it is is it a nose ring? I'm trying to think of what. I'm trying to think if it's a nose ring or what it is, but I don't know. His just whole character is, you know, as far as physically off-putting, and then of course starts off being such a a, a big jerk. And, but anyway, and and horrible to him. But no, he he had some really funny lines yeah. too. But yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, that I just thought of one line where he's he uh, is good at lock picking. Oh, the, they, oh, yeah, yeah. They assume he's good at lockpicking. <laughs> yeah, and he's and, like, yeah, that's my specialty. Yeah, and then he breaks the door with a sign that is a crime prevention sign. Which, <laughs> again, that comedy, they have a lot of in this movie, but and I he really just reaches it. into the broken glass window and unlocks the door. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. See? Gets the job done. <laughs> um, some other fun voice acting things. Um, the, the, the dead dog. Uh, voiced by Jeremy Shada, who you might know as Finn in Adventure Time. Sure. Oh my goodness. Oh my um, goodness. The, the the police deputy, Deputy Wayne. I don't know if you could tell, um, but that was the guy who does Robin from Teen Titans, Scott Menville. Oh, okay, okay. Um, who else? Oh, yeah. one other random one. Um, there's um a guy that we see in a flashback to olden times called Judge Hopkins. Um, and he's voiced by Bernard Hill, who you know as King Theoden in Lord of the Rings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love, too, the humor, like some of the, the stereotypical things that were just so twisted they were funny. Like, yeah. the, the police, like, what was she eating? The police, the, the female police officer, instead of like eating donuts or something like that, that's like, okay, can we always Sheriff do that? Sheriff Hooper, I think. Yeah, but she's still stuffing her face, it seems like, when she was waiting, wasn't she? Or so, or she, and then she threw the bag. It's no, just, she had a drink. I think. It was a drink. Oh, I think she, yeah, she was, was just she was just sipping a drink and then like talking about like basically millennials without saying millennials. Yeah. And, then, and then just throws her trash. Yeah, that she know, litters. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. She talks about the uh, cell phones destroying the ozone layer. Yeah, that's right. That's and then right. she throws her trash and litters. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So just I I love that kind of humor. It's, yeah. It's cute. No, and, there was a lot of that in here. And and then even the gross like. Um, Wait, what's what's uh, Norman's friend's name? The the Neil. Boy, Neil? The fat, Neil. So Neil watching the stopping the exercise video or something. Oh god, I don't know. Oh. That was like, but uh. it, like, yeah, that was so gross. But it was just, it was so overdone. And the way they of made the proportions, just the teeny. Who was top in that half. video? Uh, I don't know if it's who it was. It was an aerobics video. Okay, yeah. So it was an exercise was video, so... which is like. Women generally and like tight workout outfits. Yeah. But I think because the way they made almost all the adult females with the tiny top half of their body and the huge bottom half, mm, the I huge think it varied. Rear, I don't think yeah. they were Most all like that. It was Norman's, like the mom well, and but the, the sister, sister yeah. the, the mom, mom and the, the sister, s- and the lady. The mom and the sister, what lady? And the, the one in the video. 
Oh yeah, well, sure. Yeah, and things like that. She I, was why just she was blonde like the mom and sister. So I okay. Just... You think they make just blonde like that? I don't know. Who knows? Okay. But, but there was plenty of other women who weren't shaped like that. So. Yeah, okay. yeah. They had okay. like the the um, director like she was a fat woman, and it was it was more of a rectangle the, shape. Yeah, and the sheriff was kind of more of a pear shape. I think. Yeah, yeah. Again, varied body types. Yeah, there was lots of varied body types. It was it was cool. Um, okay, let's talk some about sound design. Um, anything with with the music that you got any opinions on? I can't think of anything outstanding. I so I think it must have like served the mood well. I think mm-hmm. for me, I can't really talk about the scene, but the the time where the the music was kind of really hitting me emotionally was um, some stuff in the finale where there wasn't a whole lot of music, and yeah. then the music kind of started coming in, and it was no. it served the the moment very well. I also liked the credit song. Yeah, um, well, I was gonna yeah. say that sound design at the end was so good. The that credit song is actually by the White Stripes. It's a little, uh, it's a little ghost. Oh, uh, that's yeah, yeah. No, it was a good song. It was. It's it's cute. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like we had kind of talked about the excellent use of shadow, like in uh, Cinderella and so uh-huh. forth. That with sound, the use of silence in this mm. was very powerful. Yeah, and I won't do the spoiler, but yeah, but no, I mean, especially but yeah, in the finale, I mean, there was some silence. Yeah, that it was, was it was very well placed. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Anything else that you guys want to talk about with sound? Uh, just there was the scene whenever uh, Neil and. Uh, Norman were playing. Yes. And they're, I don't know if they were ad-libbing or just really good at their, <laughs> they're kind of mumbling like, you throw it. Like, no, I threw it like 50 times. It's like, well, show me how to do it. He's like, you just throw it. And like that whole exchange. He, like, he convinces them and he's like saying, there's like, so, so how do I do it? And it's like, you just throw the stick, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that exchange was just like a little odd, but like really endearing. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, is really cute. No, I agree. I don't remember what it was, but wasn't there some kind of chase music or something going on when they were leaving the uh, the cemetery when they were all in the car? Because I want to say there was something like that too that was fun. Maybe. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. Off yeah, the top, well, there but was the really one cute. zombie that was like on the van, right? But I want to say they were down. playing. There was some kind of music or or something playing. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember it specifically, but no, but, like that. They had fun little sequences like that. Um, so I'm sure the music was was um emphasizing it or whatever anything else not spoilery um that we want to talk about before we get to the part of the podcast that our podcast is named after um not spoilery because you took some notes too i did take notes mom never takes notes which is fine that's part of her do you want me to no that's part of your thing is you're just like yeah Uh, just a person who just watched it enjoyed the show well Uh, i I was taking notes and there was a um there was a weird or not weird just an interesting i think kind of scooby-doo homage Mm. where uh like the the sheriff started it by saying doing the line about like and this wouldn't have happened if it weren't for those meddling kids or something like that and then something happened and she said sweet baby jinkies i'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) uh that was a little odd but kind of fun yeah yeah that was fun yeah about that all right, well, let's go to how's it hold up? Um, the before we get to any isms, which I don't think there were too much of, but I just wanted to mention that the one piece of technology that I noticed that is old is just like they had a close up of a cell phone that yeah. is a like two thousand cell phone, not a smartphone. Yeah, he was using the front of the phone as a flashlight rather than 
a flashlight on yeah. a phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the aerobics DVD DVDs. Oh yeah, used. that's fair, but they're still used though. And so are phones. It just like looks not like the phones look nowadays. Yeah, but it was smaller, and it was a you know compact phone. But I guess like I those, didn't. Well, like mom, you've been through a lot of cell phones <laughs> in well, your real, time. Realize my mom is ninety two yeah. and she still has her flip phone. So there are still phones uh, like that in use. Okay, but I'm talking for <laughs> talking to the young people. I know. Oh, and, that yeah. are watching and are like, why does that phone look so weird? <laughs> um, okay, isms though. There were two things that kind of that I kind of noticed. Um, one is just a line that the dad said of, "I'm nothing if not liberal," but this, but that limp-wristed hippie garbage. And then he continues, and yeah. that was weird. And also, limp-wristed is like. Like, yeah. that's that's literally a, like, homophobic thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't know how aware they were when they had him say it, but, like, that is a homophobic thing to say. Yeah, that was, like, ugh. Yeah. Um, I, but it, I guess it does stuff to characterize the dad, but yeah. you don't need to go that far yeah. to characterize the dad. It felt like we already got it, and then, I mean, later his, his own ghost mom calls him a jackass, so... That's fair. <laughs> um, and then also... Um, like halfway through or something, there's there's a part where several of the characters are holding hands um, in unison sort of thing. Yes. And uh, one character, Alvin, grabs Courtney's butt, which is just a gross joke to make. Yeah. Because he doesn't really get comeuppance or anything for it. It's right. just like a gross, it's like just a thing that we're supposed to laugh at. And it's just, it's gross. That joke didn't need to be there. Right. Um, anything else that you guys noticed offhand before we move on to spoilers? No, I know. I don't know if it has to do with how how it holds up, but just when you all were talking about some of that one line that stood out to me, that I think again it doesn't justify his his father's behavior, but kind of that the relationship between a, a child and their parent, and when his father, I don't remember what all his father was saying, and then he says something and got out of the car, and. And I think Norman said something like, my own dad should not be afraid of me. Oh, and yeah. then the mom said, "It's honey, he's not afraid of you. He's afraid for you. I did like that line. And, yeah. But he said, you know, but again... Um, kind of shows that a parent can do hurtful things even when they have good intentions. Right. Like when it's like... I mean, and it's not even that he ne- she's necessarily saying he has good intentions, but like his, his heart is in what you would generally consider a good place of being worried for his child, but he's expressing it in ways that are hurting his child. Right. And again, I I mean, I guess as far as how's it hold up, he's trying to protect him, but again, by protecting him, he's hurting him. Yeah. Which I mean, so again, is fairly realistic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, that is, so I guess it's more nuanced than some of the, the ways that is portrayed and that parent-child relationship and other things. Sure, so I did, sure. So I did like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for it's hurtful whenever you want to protect your kid, but you want to make them change because because other people will be mean to them rather than like addressing the people that are mean to them and being like, you can be the way that you are. Yes. And, and they might feel a way or do something, but like, what can we do to help you rather than like, what can you do to stop them? Cause you're not doing anything wrong by being who you are. Yeah, exactly. You because... can definitely draw that parallel to a lot of different like types of vulnerable people, be they queer people, um, 
Yeah. 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 Right. All because sorts of. yeah, because because yeah, the message or or what the father was trying to pursue is conformity. Right. For conformity's sake, and so that you don't stand out and you don't get made fun of. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you know, obviously that's not a good message to teach right. your children. All right. Well. It's time for our spoiler alert. Skip to Alright, so let's talk let's start talking about spoilers, which there's a lot of. Um first the main the main twist that happens like halfway through the movie is that we learn that the zombies aren't trying to kill everybody. The zombies are th- there's actually a really nice scene with that kind of reversal where the the zombies are basically like getting overwhelmed by modern stuff because <laughs> they're they're puritans. Yes. Um, yeah, like they're puritans hilarious. from old times and they're kind of like what is all this and like looking around terrified kind yeah, of and well, then the people notice them and are like hey let's get rid of these zombies and like there's this this turn where you start feeling sympathy for the zombies. I know the looks on their faces they're so they're so cute. They're cute in a really yes. weird way. Well yes. I think it's not just scared or they're like scandalized because yes. it's like uh, sex like people are yeah sex violence drinking yeah uh, yeah like alcohol so that was that was interesting yeah like yeah technology people doing things that they that they shouldn't do and right, all that right, sort right. of stuff they're like what is all this yes um yeah mm-hmm. yeah what what other stuff when from that point on where the where we start learning more about the zombies and about the plot and everything yeah what are what do you guys think well, I love, of course, the where the sister then joins forces and and again stops the mob from attacking. Her. You all need to like, stop trying to kill, to kill my, brother. my brother. You're adults. Stop it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think visually a, a little bit before that scene, they had a really good turn moment where usually in the scary movies where there's zombies. Uh, you, the people are like barricaded, and the zombie hands are going through the windows. Yeah, and grabbing. To grabbing. Oh, okay. But then it was the people going through the city hall windows, and like, oh, these are the zombies, while the people yeah. inside were like, you know, being attacked and, and scared, and, and yes, yeah. yes, yes, locked and, in. That was that was a nice framing. That was cool. Yeah, it could, because again, the non the non zombies, the kids are being attacked by these mobs. Yes, and so yeah, I love how then when they all came out and joined hands, they were just shaming the adults it's kind of like you all stop you be the adults you know it's kind of yeah because i of course i loved it because i've always had the philosophy that i have to step up to the plate you know Mm -hmm. i'm the adult and i don't have a you know a choice to not be it i just saw a thing that we that we didn't talk about that joke where that guy was trying to get something from a vending machine oh, <laughs> and the zombies were starting to come down that the alley and it just kept cutting between him looking waiting for it to slowly like come out and he looked over there and they were getting closer and he's just like panicked like he wants that snack before he runs yeah. <laughs> and then like finally the joke ends with he does run and then it falls and then he comes back yelling. still yelling yes. grabs it and runs yes that was, that was yes, so, so funny a funny. couple of fun names from that vending machine uh, there was uh, greasy greasy pieces barbecue and garlic breath. Those were fun. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was also, the name of the snacks. Also, I don't know what what 
if I missed what else it was supposed to be. But when when a Norman was watching the scary, what, the first scary movie with his yeah. grandmother, and the lady in the video <laughs> is like having to wait for the zombie to come in and eat her. So like I don't know, it's like she's he was screaming, just, yeah, and then so she like screaming. kind of stops and like looks off to the side, and then she's like, okay, I'll keep going, and like starts yeah, screaming. And so she just sta- yeah, instead of it's hilarious because yeah, yeah, yeah. and she kept keeps being in like sexy poses. Yeah. And stuff. Exactly, exactly. B movie, uh, horror movie type. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just beautiful. The the um, what is it called? The mic comes in. Yes. The boom. The boom. Mic? Maybe. Yeah. It's some sort of mic. And she just like pushes it out of the way. Yes. 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 <laughs> Um, yeah. okay, so, but then later in the movie, we, of course, uh, the first big kind of reveal is that the zombies aren't necessarily evil. We are but the then, monsters. But yes. then we get the reveal of, like, why they're cursed and who the witch was. Oof. Oof. Oh, that part's rough. Story. Oh. The witch is a little girl. A little yes. girl who who, who arguably did have some sort of powers, but they decided that she needed to die because of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. She was like pretty messed up. So like 10 yeah. yeah. She's basically like this, this was you or this could have been you. Yeah. And you have like the choice is, is a, a bit of it, I guess. But yeah, like that's so sad. Yeah. Well, they did make the statement that she could see dead people. So again, there was a very big, uh, close parallel between her and Norman. Who, again, yeah. Who can, mm-hmm. see, can see dead people. She seemed to have some of the powers that we later see in the, in the final climactic kind of thing um because as they started taking her away she was kind of getting angry and like the the yellow kind of energy or whatever was on her face some yeah so she's presumably had some sort of those sort of powers then also yeah we don't know exactly what they saw her doing yeah for so for those sorts of things i just liken it to like strong emotions yeah give you can like upgrade or whatever. Yeah, she can just make the magic do all sorts of things. Yeah, that's I just chalk it up to that sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And such a powerful scene, almost like I don't mean to be going back to Cinderella, but like Cinderella when the stepsisters are ripping all of her oh, clothes sure. off and stuff. You know, you see her in with all those older people in this room. Well, and it starts of, where he is in the place of where she is, so they're all seemingly looking at him. So yes. he gets to literally be in her viewpoint. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then she's just this little girl, and then yeah. she was like, I was just playing. Yeah, and she's like and crying. Then, and, yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. And, they, and they still kill, like, you don't see them kill her, but obviously they kill her. <laughs> yes. And then when she tells Norman, you know, in, you know, in the finale part about that she was taken away from her mom yeah. like you know she's like i never got to they took you know they they took me away and so and then so, yeah. she she like died but with whatever her magic she basically cursed them mm-hmm. to where they got rose risen from the dead and um made and basically are inherently considered menaces by living people so yeah. their punishment was basically to have to not actually die and have rest and also like their existence they can't go live a normal life yeah um and like arguably arguably that it's not completely undeserved but like the finale which we could talk about like is basically like they did a bad thing but now you're doing a bad thing Mm -hmm. and you've been doing it for a long time and like you're not even the same you're becoming not even the same person that you were and you're and seeking revenge basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kind of like the two right, two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, oh, what was I going to say with, um, with the little girl, uh, wait, what was her name? Aggie. Aggie. Agatha. Aggie. Agatha. Um, 
Yeah, she. it was also powerful how she kept almost striking him, but with her power when she would strike yes. out. That was, that was, that was rough. The, an, the animation and in and, and this scene, there was some, gr- some great stuff with the music, too, that was really getting me. Um, no, that whole final scene is basically, like, I love it. It's, yeah. it's just very... Tense. She, yeah, tense. Like, she's doing all sorts of stuff to, to kind of attack him or block him with her magic, stuff coming out of the ground Oof. and her her electricity kind of magic just kind of all over. That's what and the, I'm talking about. Oh, the I love the design. Yes, yes. And I love the way that, that sh- her face was animated, how like kind of, it, it was like she was talking, but then like part of her is, is almost screaming and pulling away. Like her, she sort of has two faces for a second. Yeah. Like, like part of her is trying to pull out of herself. It's yeah. It's so cool looking. <laughs> it's so well done. And the way that that when it started, it reminded me of so many like classic D- Disney, like with the uh, Sleeping Beauty, with the the thorns, the Castle of Thorns that Maleficent creates. The way they had her create all these yes. the, the trees and stuff come together. To at first, I thought they were like trying to attack or enclose the mom, the sister, and all of that. But oh. I didn't realize they were encasing and enclosing where she was and trying to, of course, block yeah, them, yeah. And separate them from. From Norman yeah. and her. Any any other thoughts about that that final scene stuff, including when it finally takes a turn and she stops uh, looking all yellow and lightning-y? Yeah, I guess it just makes me curious about uh, when the uncle started to to try to um, stop the curse. Like, so basically, for three hundred years, people have just been reading her a bedtime story to put her to sleep <laughs> yeah so that that and then they, she slept for a year i guess yeah to, to make her sleep for the year so that the zombies don't come up and that she doesn't wreak havoc and so he wasn't able to to do that initially because he didn't know where she was buried and also alvin interrupted but he was still in the wrong place so it wasn't gonna work yeah and so but he realized or or is that like this needs to stop like this isn't just putting a Band-Aid forever isn't going to work. And, yeah. And so his experiences uh, helped, you know, connect to her or whatever. So I'd just be curious when the uncle started to, if if he had any of that experience either. Yeah. And, um, then, made, and then made a different choice kind of thing. Yeah. So the uncle name and, and her name were the same last names. So yes. I, I could only assume that they're distant relatives. Yeah. Agatha which, and so, Norman. I don't think it was ever said, but we think that the mom was probably the the sibling to the mm. uncle. Yeah, because his na- his last name is Babcock. Yeah, the uncle's name was uh, Prendergast. Yeah. Um. So I can only and the way that the dad said, don't you know him or whatever, and then the the, yeah. the mom seemed more caring about it. Right. I can only assume it's her brother. Yeah. Um, Who is dead now? Yeah, <laughs> they never Ugh, really deal with that. That was so but... putting. It's like he just knows he's dying. Is he like having a heart attack or something I guess over so. a day? Ugh. Yeah, that's. It was. Yeah, he did. He did a good job. Yeah, John Goodman. <laughs> yes, he did great. Yeah, he um, almost died. Like he dies, and then he forces himself not to be dead, and then he dies again. It was, and then he it dies was, anyways. Yeah. 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 It, it was horribly comic. <laughs> yes, yes, a very sort of black comedy. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then two is what 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 was up with the town though? I would not want to live in that town. I it mean, was a so weird much kind of the town. town was very strange. And then of course the huge statue of sexy the witch. witch at the casino. And yeah, stuff. well, Just like their they were their identity was yes. very their identity wrapped up in the witch story. Was around that curse. 
So they use it as like a marketing thing. Uh, no, it, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, like the the play with the witch. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, one line that was like I think really important that uh, Salma said is that like when you're a, what accused or convicted of being a witch, like you're less than human, so you yeah. you don't get to be with the people, and so again with the parallels between her and Norman and how um, yeah, like he he would he was getting that uh, feeling, even though yeah. I'm sure people said it, but also. They didn't have to because the way that they treated him, he right. probably already felt like that. Uh, also, just um, cinematography okay. wise, the uh, beginning scene after they kind of show the in, they uh, show the eighties movie or the, the horror movie. Yes, uh, and he starts to uh, walk to school. Um, I loved the the framing of of Norman being like not the center. Like, you're seeing little pieces of the town while he goes through it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then as as he is um, talking to people that aren't there. Like, you don't see anyone else at first. You just see him talking to people that aren't there. But the frame is big enough to include other people. Exactly. But they're not there at the, yeah, at the yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. And then it does the, the turn in the uh, film. And then you start to see them. And it's like... His life looks empty, but it's fuller than what you actually see. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of good, uh, like, that, and then just filming from his point of view, where, like, when his parents are fighting, you don't see them, you see their stomachs. So it's like, he doesn't, he just knows that they're, like, in his, pressuring him in a way, so he just has to leave. And it doesn't really matter what they're talking about. Like, they're not talking to him, they're talking around him, about him. Um, So, yeah, like... Mm -hmm. Just that was uh, just a good job in general. They, yes, they they do interesting things with the frame uh, to to tell the story. Agreed. Um, did either of you cry during this movie? Oh yeah, I cry easily. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was very. You cry more when you've seen a movie and know about the oh, sad parts. Yeah, like I feel the emotions preemptively yeah, when yeah. I start crying. I, I I teared up a little bit. I teared up. I mean, and even from in how the beginning, how isolated or, or how feeling what Norman was feeling. Yeah. You know, I it know. Just, he could, it just broke my heart. some stuff. But it was so powerful. And then, too, I had alluded to the sound earlier when after it just gets at the height of emotion and there is amazing cinematography and there is this almost fight scene where... Um, the little girl, and I keep, her name keeps eluding me, uh, Aggie, Aggie yeah. is again, trying to, in essence, push Norman away, but right. hurt him in that sense, just wants him to leave her alone and not put her to sleep or whatever. And, and, and all of this is going on. And when she, he finally breaks through to her and, you know, saying you're, you're, you're being worse than them, or you're being as bad as them, you know, you, in essence telling her, you're not justified in what you're doing. This needs to stop. And then. Boom, it just goes to silence and it yeah. goes to white screen, I guess. Yeah, like, it, yeah it goes, goes to... it's silent and just white for a little bit and then it fades. The white kind of fades and you're in a, the the area that they're in that was basically like burnt dead trees is now like this beautiful lush kind of forest area. But then the the sound still doesn't just immediately no, come it's back very in. Low, it's, it's just so very low and soft mm-hmm. and then yeah, and then that just makes the scene that then in essence he's talking with Aggie. They're like under this tree, and and once they, it's just heartwarming when they talk, and she talks about 
you know, her mom being taken from her. But when she, you know, finally realizes that, you know, that this was wrong and she, they're sitting under the tree and she lays her head on his shoulder. Yeah. And then she starts going to sleep. Yeah, I think mean, it's just so powerful. It is. Okay. We have one more scene that we need to talk about. The Neil having a boyfriend, not Neil, Neil's brother having a boyfriend Mitch. scene. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch. Um, I remember this being made a big deal of back in the day. Yes. <laughs> and people still do that. Unfortunately, that it's like, Little things are blown out of proportion on their uh, impactfulness. Yeah, it's it's so it's basic. Like throughout the movie, Courtney, the sister, is is crushing hard on real Neil's. thirsty. She's <laughs> real thirsty for Mitch, um, and and Mitch doesn't seem to have a whole lot of response to it for most of the movie. Yeah, and at the at the end, we find out why because she invites him to see a movie, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great. I'll bring my boyfriend. He's a chick. He loves chick flicks." Yeah. Um. So there's the reveal that I don't know if he's gay but he's definitely in a relationship with a guy yes um and of course that was I mean this was mid 2000s so the um instances of any sort of queer representation that isn't purely negative in children's media up to that point was virtually nothing um so but it was made a huge deal out of and to an extent it's I mean it's it's pretty cool but it also is is literally like just a joke that's in the movie. Like, not at his expense, mm-hmm. but it is just it's at hers, really. a little joke. Yeah. Yeah, or she's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> like yeah. She realizes that she'd been barking up the wrong tree this whole time. Yeah. Um, but it was believable in the sense because they make Mitch to be so clueless about so yes. many things. He, oh, yes. you know, has this, you know, phenomenal physique, but he is just, you know, not the sharpest knife in the drawer no. by any means. He's and never so. taken deltoids in his life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So in that sense, it was believable that he He's wouldn't. So <laughs> that, I don't know but, why I didn't get that before. <laughs> well, but it, so it was believable to me because I'd forgotten that, you know, that, it, you know, I didn't remember seeing this movie. Sure. I, I mean, I knew I had seen the movie, but I didn't remember right, right. it. But again, it was believable because he was so clueless about everything. So it was believable that he was clueless, that she was hitting on him oh, or, yes, or crushing definitely. on him. Because she, it would be, and it was subtle things. It wasn't like grossly overdone, but like when, when you know, if physically they were thrown together and her hand was on his chest, then, then all of a sudden she'd be the realization, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm touching his chest. And, and he's you know, just and oblivious. Just, and he, like, yeah, he's just like, yeah, not yeah. getting it. Um, so yeah, I, I think... It's a cute, fun little moment, um, and it's a nice, I guess, little stepping stone on the way to, like, what Steven Universe and uh, mostly a lot of TV shows mm-hmm. for, for kids have, have managed to do in recent years. Yeah. The, um, the, and I guess it's definitely a lot better than the Disney uh, Beauty and the Beast with um, LeFou oh, that yeah. Disney, like, promoted and made a big deal of the and was literally, like... 20 times less than is in this movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because because I love how much it was just like matter of fact, like it means just kind of like, you yeah. know, like you would, you know, you would say any other. It's like, oh yeah, my boyfriend yeah. loves chick yeah. like, let's do that. He's yeah. like excited, like, yeah, it sounds yeah. good. Um, and hopefully they did go and see the movie together. That would have been cute. <laughs> that would have been cute. That would be cute. Um, okay, let's, I guess that'll be the end of our spoilers. Um, so let's go on to our overall consensus. Um, we, of course, here will say whether or not we recommend it and also place it on a very shaky five star <laughs> scale, um, which will, we'll, we'll look back at like the beginning of this five star scale, like two years from now and be like, wow, what were we thinking? But it's fine. 
So let's start with the mom. Okay, you can, <laughs> um, can do me. Where would you where would you put this on on a five star scale? Well, I may surprise you. I think I surprised myself. You're not going to surprise that... me in one way. I feel like. Well, no. One is realize I'm not a zombie movie person. I'm sure. not a scary movie person. I am not a huge uh, fan of, I mean, the looks, the physical looks of this type of medium. Sure. But I just feel like it was so well done in in every way. The cinematography, the sound, the the storyline, so so many nuances, the characters, that I actually would give it a, a, a four. A four? Yeah, I would just, give it a four. Just a, like a, four, <laughs> would, like a <laughs> 4 point oh, would you say? I think I'm going to stick with four. But of but like I, a 4.0? Yeah. Yeah, a 4.0. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Not a point four. I'm, a 4. Jo- I'm joking with you because there was a point where I rated something a 2 and you called it a 2.0. And I was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Do you really like those I, decimals? I, I know. I know. I know it's shocking that I didn't say a 3.75 or a 4.25. <laughs> but no, I would give it a solid 4 because okay. I just think it was really well done. And, and, and so all you would definitely recommend it. I would. How about you, babe? So I started high, uh, gave <laughs> Scooby a four, but as I like that movie. It's fair. So this has to be a higher than a four, because <laughs> much more than that did. Like, that was a good, just solid Scooby-Doo movie. This is, like, an impactful, nuanced movie. Yes. Uh, but I don't like going absolute, so I'm going to do, like, a four point... Uh, six. We'll do 4.6. Ooh. Ooh. She's even more specific that you go, you've gone like two, like 0. 0.25, but I'm, she's 0. 0.6. I know. I've I gotta mine. leave room between four and five. These, dir- <laughs> these dirty decimals. I can't. Um, no, I like it's a, it's a great movie. It's one that I would watch. Like, if it's on TV, I'll put it on and enjoy it and yeah. probably cry even though it's halfway through. It's, <laughs> so no, it's, it's great. No, I I think I'd put it at a 4.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a 0.6 because I'm not, I don't go that way. Okay. <laughs> 0.5, I will, the most I'll do is a 0.25 or 0.75. Precision. Mm, I just can't. So 4.5 I'll go with. And uh, yes, we all recommend this movie. It's very good. Excellent for your Halloween spoopy times if you want something like that. But also great for not Halloween spoopy times. It's just always great. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like Nightmare Before Christmas. Like it's fine anytime. You don't have to watch it during the holidays. Yes. But it's good for holidays too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I love this movie and I'm glad that we all got to watch it together. Next time, we'll meet our new neighbor. Aww. Down in no, I don't know what was. No, that? I don't know. I was gonna say until next time. Oh, are we gonna cut this? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. 
Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening!